Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Regardless of what you've been dealing with, there is a way to overcome it. The Lord says that in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. He talks about that he, he always makes a way a way of escape, a way through it, a way over it. And so um, faith is the way, and you can just start out with basic faith that God knows the way, and He'll show me. He'll help me. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come into the classroom today, and let's believe to find the answer for these ways to victory. Father, we, we acknowledge that Jesus, above all, is the way. And we look to you and we acknowledge him. And we ask you for the specifics that we should know and see and hear and, and do today and in our life going forward. That your perfect good will and plan would be accomplished and brought to pass in our lives. We ask this. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Look, please, again in Matthew, the 17th chapter. Uh, we've been studying what we're calling faith for healing, one by one looking at these individual accounts of healing that are recorded from the ministry of Jesus. And we're down to number 13 now, the healing of the lunatic uh, boy or son. And uh, the scripture calls him that because of uh, he was affected by different issues, both mentally and, and physically. And Matthew records it, Mark records it, Luke records it. Same one, but they add different detail. Let's go back to Matthew's account again today, chapter 17 and verse 14. It says, When they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic and sore vexed. For oft times he falls into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O oh, faithless and perverse or distorted generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer or, or put up with you? Bring him here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon or the spirit, and he departed from him. The spirit departed from the boy. And the child was cured from that very hour. So we see in this case, and in numerous others in Jesus' ministry, not all, but a number of others, spirits that were involved in the problem, 
both the mental problem and the physical problem. Spiritual things are real. Whether people acknowledge them or not, whether they deny them their whole life, it's also a reason then why they'd never be able to deal with it effectively if they won't even acknowledge that spiritual uh, spirits exist. And this is not some kind of a spooky, uh, you know, mystical thing. It's just reality. It's reality. And for the child of God, there's nothing to be afraid of. The mighty, powerful angels are on our side. Hallelujah. The wrong spirits are defeated foes. And we have authority over them. And the truth be told, when you find out who you are in Christ, they're scared of you. Hmm? Do you remember uh, there were times when they would cry out in situations with Jesus and said, oh, you know, basically, don't hurt us. <laughs> you know, have you come to torment us before the time? We know who you are. Uh, does this sound like something you should be afraid of? That's too weak. I said, does that sound like something you should be afraid of when you got the same spirit in you that was on him? Do we or not? We have been born again, those that have received Jesus as Lord, and the greater one now lives on the inside of us, and we've been authorized in that great name. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Look in Luke 9 again, Luke's account of this same thing. And this time I want us to back up further in the chapter, though, to the beginning of the chapter, Luke 9 and 1. Because uh, this account has to do with the disciples, too. Right? They're mentioned repeatedly. And, you know, what they didn't get done (laughs) is mentioned. But this, how many understand verse 1 is before verse 37? Uh, right? Yeah, just let's keep it in mind. This happened previously. This happened, and then some other things happened. And then Jesus took Peter, James, and John. They went up on the mountain. He was transfigured. And then the next day, it says, after that transfiguration, the, the man brought his son to, the, to Jesus. And Uh, Verse 1 says, Then Jesus called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Hallelujah. Now that doesn't make them the healer. So how are they to heal the sick, if you will? They're to use this authority and they're to minister this anointing. And it's by that authority and by that power that these things happen. They didn't give it to themselves. He ministered it to them. Everybody say power Power. and authority. Over what? All evil spirits. All demons. All. A-L-L means? Every one of them included. None of them excluded. 
Right? All. So, now let's just stop right here. Did they have authority over the spirit that was harassing this boy? Help me out, class. Did they or not? Said Jesus gave it to them. Right? So why didn't they cast it out? Well, we know Matthew 17, just, just turn back there, hold your place there in Luke. Matthew 17, verse 19. Matthew 17, 19. When the, then the disciples, they came to Jesus apart after the boy had been delivered and healed. And they asked him privately, <laughs> why couldn't we cast it out? Cast him out. Where did we go wrong? And what did Jesus say? Not some big, elaborate, mystical reason. Huh? Same thing they've been hearing about all along. This insidious, pervasive, annoying, irritating, miracle-robbing unbelief. This is the problem. Somebody say, well, it's the devil. No, we got authority over the devil. Come in there with me. Well, it's not always God's will. No, it is always God's will. Come on, are y'all with me? What's the problem? The problem is unbelief. This is the answer to failure after failure after failure after failure after shortcoming after thing that didn't happen, that didn't happen, that didn't happen, that should have happened. That's the answer. What, what did Jesus say? Because of your unbelief. For verily I say to you, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed. Now, if I understand correctly, this word unbelief used here in verse 20, I think it's only used here. It's a unique word. And it means little faith. Little faith. And so it's not surprising that the next phrase he uses is little seed. Hmm? He's drawing a comparison. So what we see is on this occasion, on this day, their faith was much smaller than they imagined it was. They were deficient in faith. They said, Lord. Now, the reason they would say, Lord, why, why couldn't we get that thing, uh, get that boy set free? Why? Because they had been doing it. I said they'd been doing it. They'd been doing it on a big scale. Hold your place in Matthew. Go back to Luke. How many glad we got Matthew and Luke? Oh, man. <laughs> Did he really give them authority and power in verse 1 and 2? Did he? So what did they do? Verse 6. So they departed and went through the towns, plural, doing what? Preaching the good news and healing everywhere. Man, they are leaving a swath. They are leaving a path of miracles and deliverance. Oh, somebody said, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you skip over to the 10th chapter, the Lord expanded this thing. 
In 10 and 1, after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also. That's in addition to the 12. And he sent them two and two before his face into every city and place where he himself would come. And verse 9, he sent them to heal the sick and to say the kingdom of God is come near to you. Same thing. Same thing he told the twelve. Go proclaim the good news and go minister to the sick and to the oppressed. So he authorized them. He empowered them in a very similar way that he did to the twelve. And verse 17, the seventy returned again with joy. The proverb says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Hallelujah. They returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us through thy name. Who said that? Who said that? Peter, James, John. No, uh -uh, no, no. This is a different group. Another 12? No, another 70. Not 20, not 40, 70. 70. They're doing the same thing that the 12 were doing, which is the same thing Jesus was doing. Glory to God. Are we seeing a a pattern here? Huh? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. The 70 returned again with joy and they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us through your name. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. He ain't what he used to be. Behold, I give you power. That's that's the word for authority. To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Oh, hallelujah. Does that belong to us too? It belonged to Jesus as a man. It belonged to the 12. It belonged to the 70. Was that the end of it? No. No. Do we still see authority being exercised and anointing being manifested in the book of Acts after Jesus had ascended? Are we a part of the same church? Do we see things like Jesus saying, these signs will follow those that believe, right? In my name, they'll cast out demons. Well, hold on, hold on. Is that for all believers? Oh, that was weak, class. That was, huh? Did Jesus say one of the signs that would follow all believers is they would cast out spirits? How can you cast out spirits if you don't have authority? You must have authority in order to do that. The name of Jesus has been given to the church, to every believer that's in the church. That authority belongs to us today. So the, uh, the 12 had been doing it, not just occasionally, but in town after town after town and group after group. And then the 70, they went to town after town after town and they were cleaning house. <laughs> they, were, they were kicking the, the spirits out and getting people healed, and getting people delivered, which is why the 12, three of them were with Jesus, so the, the remaining, they, they went to minister to this boy on this day, and it didn't happen. 
didn't happen. And so after Jesus came down and he cast the spirit out and the boy got healed and the other disciples are going, yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. As soon as they got off to their self, they, they came up and said, Lord, why couldn't we do it this time? Why couldn't we do it this time? And uh, go back to Matthew 17. The reason it was a question to them is because they had been doing it. And I don't know what kind of answer they were expecting. (laughs) But this is the one they got. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. They said, Lord, why couldn't we cast that spirit out of that boy? He said, your faith is too little. Little is the literal rendering. Too little. And he went on to say, he said, because if you had faith just as a grain of mustard seed, now why would he use this? One of the smallest seeds around. There are other things that you can't even see, but that you could perceive with the eye without any aid. It's a tiny seed. Mustard seed. He's given them a graphic, a visual of how little their faith was that day. Because <laughs> if they'd even had mustard seed measure faith, they could have got something done. So they, they were at minuscule faith to faithless level. Come on, can you see that? Yeah. And what did the Lord say when he looked at the group and sighed and said, ah, faithless. Now, faithless means what? No faith. We're we're down below little faith, right? We're past the E, (laughs) right? We're down below the E. We're out of faith. Ain't no faith here. (laughs) Now, we're laughing and carrying on, but This is something the enemy does not want us to see. He does not want the church to see that the answer is faith. And you'll get people that get indignant if they say, well, what are you trying to say? I don't have enough faith. Why would you presume you have so much faith? Based on what? Do y'all see what I'm talking about? See, people just have these goofy ideas. They don't, they don't even know what faith is or how it works or how it comes. We've already talked about you can have strong faith that you're born again and saved and have no faith at all to be healed or no faith at all to get your bills paid. So it shouldn't be a shocker to us that we're running low on faith in an area. That shouldn't be going, oh, how in the world did that happen? We should know This whole world is a faithless, twisted mess. And if we just go along, go with the flow of the ungodly world, we'll be faithless and twisted too. We got to go upstream. Come on, can you see that? We got to go against the grain, against the flow. Right? We got to feed on something else. Hear something else, meditate on something else, talk something else besides what the unbelieving world is talking about. 
And so Jesus just, they said, why couldn't we cast him out? And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. Is that the answer or is that the answer? That's the answer. And yes, that's the answer so many times with us. If we're looking back, why didn't that happen? And why didn't this happen? Because of your unbelief. Now, you don't want to get condemned over it and cry and feel sorry for yourself. That's not going to fix anything. But it will prevent you from blaming God. Hmm? At least you're in reality. You're not playing games. You're not pretending. You're not acting like it's some kind of mysterious will of God. No, uh, I just wasn't where I needed to be in faith on that. It's happened. It's happened too many times. And it shouldn't be shocking to us if we feed on the wrong junk and then are lacking in faith. You've got to feed on the right thing. Feed your faith and exercise your faith and it'll grow. And it'll be there when you need it. Never go to church. Never read the Bible. Feed on junk. Listen to junk and lies. And you won't have faith. And it won't grow. And when you need it, it won't be there. And so the miracle won't happen. And you can imagine that it was God's mysterious will that it didn't happen. But it was just because of your unbelief. What did Jesus tell them? Why couldn't we do it? Why didn't we get it? He said, because of your unbelief. For verily I say to you, if you have faith. As a grain of mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Notice this phrase. If you had faith, so they're obviously deficient <laughs> about this. If you had faith, even a little. So this is potent stuff. Is that right? This is, you know what you, a good picture of this is the atom. The most powerful and destructive force that man has found is atomic weapon, nuclear. And it had to do with splitting the atom, realizing the potent power that's in the tiniest thing. Well, who, who made that? Who made atoms? God made atoms. Protons. Uh, all these things. God made electrons. God made these things. And Jesus is giving a graphic picture of how potent and powerful faith is. He said, if you had just that much faith and you would release it through saying. <laughs> now, did, did, I, did I alter it or is that what he said? If you had faith, come on, look at it. If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, tell me the next three words. You'll say. You'll what? You will say. You'll do what? You'll do what? You'll do what? What created the material universe? What created stars and planets? God released the power of faith 
through words. And it was beyond, it was atomic and beyond atomic. So he's saying, if you, if you just had that amount of faith, and we know that's what he's talking about because the phrase, when they said, why couldn't we cast it out? He said, because of little faith. That's the literal rendering. And then he talks about something little. If you had just the faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could release it through saying, and it would move a mountain. You could say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place. It would remove, it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Now there's people that scoff and mock at this. They think you're talking about I don't know, magic, sorcery, fantasy. No, we're talking about the forces of creation. We're talking about what makes planets. We're talking about gravity. We're talking about uh, electricity. We're talking about light. These forces and the elemental forces, what created them? They came from somewhere. What created them? The Bible said God did through his words. And he's teaching them and teaching us. Notice he didn't say when they said, well, why couldn't we cast it out? He didn't say, well, you know, some cases are just too big for you. You just need to refer all those to me. (laughs) He didn't say that. Why? He could have said that if he wanted to. Right? Right? Did he take the opportunity to teach them? Is he telling them, you could have done this? Huh? You could have taken care of this. You should have taken care of this. They knew they could because they had been. But what's the problem? Plain old, garden variety, (laughs) doubt. Huh? Unbelief is the enemy. It's the ever-present enemy. It's the insidious, tricky, sneaky enemy. All you got to do to get over into unbelief is wake up in the morning. Huh? Wake up in the morning and think about the wrong thing. And listen to the wrong thing. Start feeling a little bit sorry for yourself. Our little, you know, and, and you slide right over in unbelief. And, and without realizing it, you're being faithless. You're talking faithless. You're talking doubt. You're talking fear. And you will get no miracles, even though you're authorized. Even though you got the name. Even though you got power in the Spirit. Even though you got it all. You'll see nothing because of that. Unbelief. How many think we ought to go on a a mission? We ought to go on a crusade. Stamp out. Unbelief. I'm against unbelief. Is that right? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And where do you start? Come on, where do you start? Right here. Is that right? Right here at home. And we're out of time again today. But we're going to be hitting it again tomorrow. We're going to be hitting it again in the next class and the next class. Said out loud, I live by faith. faith. We'll see you again right here in Faith School. I've got faith.
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.